So I have a question. This is a question that I can't remember if we've asked each other or not, but oh God. I just wanted to I just wanted to know. Have either of you shit yourself in public? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. Have I think we? we have asked that, yeah. Yes. Actually. Okay. I think Dylan's answer was no and mine was yes. Yeah, I've genuinely okay. never shit oh, myself. Oh, yeah. I remember that because because yeah. Dylan was like, well, what are you talking about? Are you talking about like just like a little like like full-blown taking a shit or just like, you know, whatever? I don't remember and that part, but yeah, no, I've never taken a that, shit on myself. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, okay. that's crazy. I mean, I haven't done it as a... <laughs> like, you see... Like how you say that's crazy. Like, it's a common occurrence. <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't man. done I... it as an adult. I've done it, like... I think the last time was, like, sixth grade, maybe. And on the last day of school, I shit myself, like, halfway through the day. All right. Damn. Can I ask why? Uh, I don't know. I just shit myself. Oh, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> my my phrasing was wrong. I, okay. I think what it was is you were you were saying, like... You will like asking us if we've willingly done it, which I don't think anyone's ever willingly shit their pants. That's I don't know. True. Have you ever seen Breaking Bad? Uh, yeah. Well, hey, I'm hmm, I'm yep. perplexed now. What? What? When uh, does that happen on the show? <laughs> uh, Tito's uh, not Tito. What's his name? Tuco's uh, uncle shits himself instead of talking to the DEA. They bring him in for questioning, and oh my DEA. god, you're right! Yep. Holy shit! Look at that. What a show. What a show. I work with a guy who shit himself just to go home. Was it you? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> but no, he, he shit himself just to have an excuse to leave and go home one day. Didn't, I was uh... like, you, you could have just like said, hey, I don't feel good. I'm out. Like, they can't ask you questions. I could be wrong on this, but didn't like Ted Nugent do that to dodge the draft or something? <laughs> what? I don't yeah. think that dodges a draft. I don't know. He Apparently he had like... He was trying to pro- proclaim uh, some kind of mental deficiency. I'm gonna, I'm, go- I'm gonna Google this, so this is not incorrect. I'm you know, you used to be able to be like, "I'm gay" to not get in the military. Yeah, but now people know that's okay. Gays are okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long like as you short. don't say anything about it. Are you What's not the... allowed to say anything about it? No, I was just making fun of that "don't ask, don't tell" thing. Oh yeah, I forgot that that was a thing. Is that still a thing? I don't think so. I mean, there are trans people in the military now, so. That's true. Which, Dylan, like, I'm not finding any, like, it was even some semblance artist. of what the fuck was. you're talking about. <laughs> or I are you see, saying like, just rumor mill? Hmm. That's a possibility. Hmm. But yeah, never as an adult. Never shit myself as an adult. Hmm. Any close calls? Oh, yeah. Oh, Hundreds. <laughs> like the other day. I have close calls all the goddamn time. <laughs> Every other day. And most of the time that I have close calls, it's because I'm like, yeah, I can hold it. Yeah, I can keep doing what realize, I'm doing. Nah, you can't. Yeah, and then I'm like sprinting to the toilet. Next thing you know, you got a snake peeking through the woods, and that bitch is catching cotton. <laughs> you got to run. I'm like tripping over Milo, like, get the fuck out of the way! <laughs> Everything's in slow motion, but you're sweating. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely visual for our listeners.
welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have a show for you today. Um, that's right. We are doing something a little bit special. Uh, this was actually something that we thought about doing for the 100th episode, and um, our horniness got the better of us, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, so today we're going to do our 20th, which is also a kind of landmark, special episode. Um, mm. and I, I am not entirely sure, but I think this is the first special episode that we have all three been on. I was about on. to say that. There's no way Probably. that we've done a special. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I, I want to say that we, it's possible that we've done one, uh, but I don't think. Outside like we, the first episode. Like the yeah. zero zero, yeah. yeah. So, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and the reason that we wanted to do this for the hundredth episode was uh, for two reasons. One, it's been a hundred episodes, but uh, also, it's been nearly three years. I looked at the uh, the outline earlier for our our very first you know episode zero zero or whatever, and. Uh, the outline for that said, uh, I can't remember if it said July or August, but it was of 2020. So yeah. it was, I think that. it was July. Okay. So yeah. So <laughs> we're what, two or three months away Yeah. from, from, from three decades, from three decades. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be revisiting that topic, our favorite games of all time, but this time we're actually ranking them i think because last time i did like oh yeah i think this one's probably number five or whatever but it was like no particular order type thing except for number one for me um but i think we're actually if i'm misunderstanding the 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 assignment here tell me uh but i i was under the impression that we were ranking our our top 10 yep 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 okay cool so yep we all have 10 games that we're gonna you know, splooge about and <laughs> and uh, and stuff. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get to it as quickly as possible. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop. Yep, I said I was going to say Bebopington Man, but nope. Uh, Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan. Eats Chicken Martin and Austin Big Dickin Stevens. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I don't know. I don't know, but I love this one. I just, I, like, about a minute before you started reading that, I was like, oh shit, I've not typed in anything <laughs> this week. <laughs> I literally just got uh, finished eating chicken. And I was like, mm. what rhymes with chicken? <laughs> Definitely Dickin. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, how you boys doing? I'm doing good. I'm fine. Yeah. I had to uh, run out and get a fucking Red Bull for this show. I was so tired after work. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. So, I'm not ready for this. But I am ready for this. So. Um, All right. Well. We're here. We're queer. Let's get used to it and start our our discussion. Um, is there anybody who wants to go first? I think Dylan said he did. I've just 
felt like we were going to go in order with Josh Dylan Austin. <laughs> okay. That works yeah, too. yeah, I can do that. Yeah. However, I cool. don't like that I can't format this right and I'm going to have a stroke. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it can be annoying for sure. Um all right. So my number 10 pick uh, just to get it out of the way and it's going to surprise some people is oh, I forgot to get the year for this. Um, give me one second. 1947. It was released on a little console called the Xbox 360. Oh. Okay. And it is 2009's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Oh, shit. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, the reason that this one made the list is it was, it was actually tied... With Call of Duty Black Ops. I could not decide between the two. So I went back into um, my memory <laughs> as best as I could and tried to figure out which one I spent more time with. Yeah. And I think it ended up being Modern Warfare 2, but only by like a hair. Um, Modern Warfare 2 not only has one of the best campaigns of the entire series... Um, it, for my money, had the best multiplayer suite, and I include Black Ops in that. I love Black Ops to fucking death, but Modern Warfare 2 was the game that got me to buy Xbox Live. Um, I never played multiplayer games until Modern Warfare 2. Um, I never even worried about, like, internet stuff until Modern Warfare 2. Like... I wasn't a big kid who was on, like, YouTube or um, really any website, to be honest with you. I wasn't really an internet kid growing up. Um, and I had some friends who were like, dude, we play Modern Warfare. Uh, you should get it, and you should play with us. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'll, All right, I'll do it. And they had, like, the free trial of Xbox Live. And I, I think we had an internet connection that was good enough to get me into the games. Um, it wasn't anything crazy like what I've got now. But, like, yeah, it was absolutely um, just amazing. Like, I, I was kind of blown away by how much I absolutely fucking loved playing this game. And I loved playing the multiplayer specifically. Like, the campaign's great, but, like, I sunk so many hours into this fucking game, it's unreal. Like, this is, like, one of those, like, Madden uh, things for me where, like, uh, you know, certain Madden games I've sunk, like, at least ten seasons of franchise mode into. Um, and Modern Warfare 2, like, I... I I fucking, I played forever. Um, yeah, I I really like this game a lot, and it holds a very special place in my heart. So, um, But it's not better than the other nine games on my list. So, Hell yeah. That's pretty cool, man, because I, ca I started playing, I guess, kind of like you were talking about on the internet a little before that with Halo 3. Um, mm, yeah. And then Modern Warfare 2 came out, dude. I went to the midnight release for it. I got the night vision goggles. I remember that. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, that game fucking... I was a big Halo kid, but that game changed what I wanted from a multiplayer game, dude. Like. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Remember the 1887s? 
Oh that my can god! Snipe I across the map. I hated those motherfuckers, <laughs> oh, dude. I remember grinding to get those, and then by the time I did, I felt like they were nerfed finally, or like cross map noob tubes, and all that shit. God, that game has so much beautiful nostalgia to it. Yep, I miss it, man. All right. Um, so my number ten. I promise this is not a hyperfixation, currently speaking. Um. But I've been thinking about it for the past couple of weeks because we knew this topic was coming up. Um, guys, for the past two weeks, I've not played anything but Destiny. <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say Destiny was on my short list. Yep. I've not played Persona. I've not played Pokemon. I've not played Resident Evil 4. I've not played anything. I've logged in 74 hours of Destiny 2. Shame. Um, I... Uh, wait, did you just say 74 hours? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. 74 hours. Holy shit, dude. Of Destiny 2. Um, Christ. When I tell you, like... That's I, fucking wild. Right? That's, I think, more than I played Elden Ring. <laughs> oh my Jesus god. Christ. Um, I've always loved Destiny since Destiny 1, and specifically, I love the lore to the game. It's mm -hmm. always been something that's kind of taken my hand and it took me on an adventure. And that's why I enjoyed coming back to it to kind of get caught up on what was current or what that expansion was doing at the time. But I never stayed too long. Um, I got in and I got my fix and I got out. But And it's not even Lightfall that has done it to me this year because I promise you I've barely even dabbled into the Lightfall campaign. Um, it's just relearning the game from the ground up and exploring old expansions and just running, you know, hundreds of strikes a week, essentially. But more importantly than that is Sabrina has started playing it too, and that's something that I love is that she has never been a big gamer, but she's investing her time into this with me, and she's fucking great at the game. And we get to learn about the lore together, and we get to revisit it and, you know, go through the game, and, like, she, we, so, I know we're not going to talk about stuff that we've consumed this week, but her and I have watched a four-hour Destiny lore video to get caught up. Like, a four, so on top of playing for 74 Damn. hours, we've watched four additional hours of <laughs> Destiny lore. Jesus. Um, yeah, just to get her caught up, man, and that's, that's why this game is so special to me. Um, I'm going to say that throughout this entire list, there are games that I guess, like Josh said, are on the short list. They could have easily taken some of these spots. And I think that because we've played so many games now as a collective group, it's really hard to na nail down this top ten now. Like, we mm -hmm. play a shit ton of games. <clears throat> um, but Destiny 2, man, it has sunk its claws into me, and it's kind of come back at the right time because... I, I needed to know that it was like it's like one of my favorite games of all time and I spent hundreds upon hundreds of hours in Destiny 1 and look at where I'm at with Destiny 2 already 74 hours that's not that's on the Xbox I should mention to you guys I've also jumped in and played on the PC that's not counting my PC time <laughs> yep so I'm probably close to 85 to 90 hours in total um and I love Jesus. this game, dude. I love the lore, and I will fight to my dying breath 
and I it just it solidified itself today when Sabrina and I were doing strikes. It's the best gunplay mechanic game that exists. Oh, mm. I think I wholeheartedly agree with that. It's mm-hmm. so good, man. Like Get it. there's these things called Defiant Battlegrounds right now, and it's essentially the difficulty of a nightfall strike, but something a little different. And I we were playing it together today and there were times where like hundred not hundreds, but dozens and dozens of enemies are coming at you. And you have to stand in this protective barrier circle, which isn't too large, but you have to stand in that because now the entire arena is filled with this like toxin and it'll damage you over time if you walk outside of it. So where there's three of us in this circle and we're trying to defend it with our lives and take down the enemies that we need to from within. And then like but you're getting this onslaught of dozens of enemies plus the bosses firing at you and it's like the mechanics between titan hunter warlock are so fun and versatile and dependent on one another almost that it just makes the game unlike anything else like sabrina's playing a titan so when we have this influx of enemies shooting at us she throws up like a half shield and we can sit there and like duck behind it and they can't shoot through it, and but we can shoot over top of it type of thing. And then as we're doing that, like, I'm a hunter with the speed boost. So we're having to, like, kill these enemies outside of the barrier, dash to it, pick up motes of light, bring it back to the objective. And I can do that because I'm a hunter. And then we have a warlock behind us who can heal us all at the same time. And it makes it, like, this completely immersive battleground experience. And it's so fucking fun, dude. And I've had the... the the best time I've had in a very long time playing over these past couple of weeks. And there is no sign of stopping anytime soon because we're trying to dash through the battle pass um, because there's like 20 some odd days left and I'm over halfway there. Like I've almost knocked out the destiny battle pass <laughs> that and without purchasing shit. Like I have not That's paid insane, for dude. Yes. Like we are crushing it. Like I'm in, I'm past the halfway point for sure. Um, and I'm not going to talk about all the games as much as I talked about this one, but this one is fresh. It's what I'm doing. It's invigorating, and it's my t- it's my number ten. Hell yeah, dude! That's fucking rad. Makes me want to fucking download Destiny two again. I encourage it. I'm sure that you do. Yeah, I encourage. Yeah, that's the last thing I need is for you two to start playing, because then if <laughs> because I then you'll have, just never stop. Yeah, it's like let's do it all over again. I'll start a fucking Titan too. I've you know what's crazy? I've played between Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. I've never played a Titan. Out of hundreds, yeah, hundreds, hundreds of hours. That's crazy, right? It's always Warlock or Hunter. I think I did Titan in the first one, and then I did Warlock for two. Yeah, Warlock was my focus for a while, but I love Hunter so much I can't stop playing it. I, I need to Warlock's shut up. Let's, Austin, you're number 10. <laughs> yeah, uh, funny enough, my number 10 is also the game that made me get Xbox Live for the first time, and that was Halo Reach. I will oh, die shit. on the opinion that I think Halo Reach is still, to this day, the best fucking Halo game. I agree. Campaign, I think, you're right. And yep. mechanically. Campaign, I think you're right. That Reach, <laughs> I, I think Reach has the best multiplayer that Halo has ever fucking had. And no. I've, I've never enjoyed, unless it was 5. I would say 5 was the next best. No. I love the multiplayer in 5. The multiplayer in 5 does kind of fucking rule. But that's true. That's a, that's a one. I agree. Like Halo Reach is definitely number one for story, and it's probably number two for multiplayer for me. But like, oh my god, Halo Three is multiplayer, dude. I spent so much time on that shit, and I know people are listening yeah. to this and they're like, "What about Halo Two? Fuck Halo Two. 
It's Halo 3 <laughs> and Halo Reach. The last great Bungie Halos. That's very true. Yep. That's um, why I fucking love Destiny so much. The story in Reach was just so fucking good, especially when it got to the end and everybody just kind of had the understanding it was a suicide mission. Literally. And just said fuck it and everybody went out swinging in their own way. Who Did did you cry for any of the characters? Yes. Uh, Yeah, I cried for the last three. Yep. (laughs) Everyone after Cat I was sad about. Yep. Cat's the one who gets her goddamn head blown off, yep. right? <laughs> yeah, in the most, through the fucking she face, gets fucking bro. sniped. She's my favorite character through that whole story, and then just pelts it. It's so abrupt. You it have no idea breath. it's fucking coming. It's like that House of Cards scene where he just pushes her to a, into the train, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, dude, I remember that shit. That was so wild. God was like, oh shit, we made nowhere. it. Nope, everybody but you, nope. dead. And then everyone else just dies right after that, except for June. Crazy. Long live June. Yeah, he's the one that escaped with the scientist, right? Yep, which I will fight to the dying breath that he needs his own game. Because he's a little badass. It would be pretty cool. I think he's just, in all, like, the lore material after that, he's just always listed as MIA. Yeah, Spartans never die. He's out there somewhere. They just go Reach Reach is a fantastic game, and I think I'm going to replay it soon, because I'm kind of getting the itch for it. That makes me so happy that you brought that into this, because that's on my short list, too. It's such a underrated Halo game to me. Yeah, it it's so good. Did Tawny say it was the worst one? I think so. I think he did. <laughs> it's okay. Even Tawny can be wrong sometimes. I just realized for that. Sure. I was pretty sure I was reading. He said, mm-mm. It's fine. I couldn't believe that. That's blasphemy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, hell yeah, dude. Um, Alright, number nine. My number nine is a game that I talked about when we did our top five. <clears throat> it is The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Mm. Um, I won't say anything uh, really new, new because I haven't been able to play those games in years. Um, although... They're coming soon. The, yeah, so I'm going to be I'm going to be playing the shit out of that for sure. Um, yeah, I just I know that we've already hashed this out. I'm of the opinion that um, the what is the word that I'm looking for? The top down 2D Zeldas are the best way to play Zelda. I know that fucking everyone disagrees with me, but like. I don't know. I I love these games. I think that they are outside of um, probably what's the or uh, not Oracle. Uh, what's the um, the SNES one? Fuck. What? Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Link to the Past and uh, Link Between Worlds because it's basically the same fucking game. Um, <laughs> I feel like those are the best. But like, there's something really special about. Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons and the whole like time skipping mechanic or the uh, like um, in the case of uh, seasons like the uh, season skipping mechanic and how those like literally inform the world around you like there's level design that concentrates around whether or not you can change to the future or the past or change from like summer to winter type thing like Every little thing interlocks in these games. And the fact that they're more or less kind of like the same campaign, but like they have two completely different stories 
is really fucking cool. And if if you play them both, because I don't remember how exactly it works, but like you have the save data for both. And if you've played on like seasons and then go to ages, you technically get a different like ending. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember exactly how it worked, and I I kind of don't know how it's supposed to work because if I'm remembering correctly, Game Boy games save to the cart. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how the fuck that worked, but it used like some kind of password system. Yeah, that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. I don't remember You're how right. I was able to tell, but yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I I fucking love these games. Um, I think they're wonderful and the best that Zelda has to offer outside of, uh, you know, the, the Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds. So yeah, I've never gotten to play them, and I'm very excited to. They're coming to the Game Boy app sometime soon. Yep. within reason, hopefully. Here's hoping. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Um, number. Shit. Number nine for me is uh, Tell Me Why. It's it's a game that I've Hell spoken yeah. a lot about over the past few months, I feel like, just because we've done like sidekick talk, sexiest video game character talk. Um, I got to play this game because the last year, for one of the genres, I wanted to play an episodic adventure, and I was leaning towards playing the Walking Dead franchise uh, through its entirety. And once I realized how stupid that was because of how long those <laughs> games are and how many there are, I was like, I have to choose something else. And I was going through Game Pass hoping to find something. And I was getting pretty pretty scared because I was like, it's looking like Walking Dead. And I found Tell Me Why. And it's a three-episode game, three-part game. And it covers this kind of supernatural link between... Uh, a uh, pair of twins, and one of the twins just so happens to be a female-to-male trans, and uh, he was separated from his sister at an early age because of some traumatic event that happens. And flash, or not flash forward, but uh, fast forward to where the game picks up, and the game will take you on a story of man, cr- crazy mystery. I'll say that because. I didn't anticipate the game would be what it is. Um, and it it kind of tests the relationship of the brother and sister with your dialogue choices. Um, you meet a lot of interesting people along the way who you're kind of unsure about. Um, but you also meet some people who are really wholesome and make you want to live in this world and get to know them and be a part of their life. Um, it wraps up with this really stellar ending like you can uh, you know through your choices along the way you'll get to where you get to but um really powerful story and i know that was vague but i still think it's something that everyone should play i don't know if it's still on game pass i hope that it is so more people have the opportunity to play it but even if it is not it is very much worth buying because it's one of my favorite stories that i've played in a video game hell yeah dude that sounds really cool. I'll ch- I'm gonna check it out. See if it's still on Game Pass, and if it is, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it's good, man. And it's really chill because, like I said, it's an episodic adventure. You're not out there blasting people. You're just going through the story, like walking around, finding clues throughout the different landscapes and environments that you'll go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's 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 great, dude. It's from the same uh, developers as. Um, oh my god. 
Life is Strange, right? Uh, don't Nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so that's... that's And I've never played Life is Strange. That was going to be one of the ones that I wanted to play, too. I've still never played it. But after playing this, it's like, damn, now I feel like I have to. Yeah, Life is Strange is, uh, is interesting. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I don't think shot. it's... I don't think it's bad by any means, but it's um, uh, I don't know. I like I liked the Telltale games better. Yeah, but tell me why it's on my list for sure. I, I definitely want to get around to it eventually. Yeah, I recommend. Hell yeah! I feel like cool. that'll be a fun game that Madison would like like she to would. watch too. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'll give that a shot. Uh, well. My number nine game is a very, very niche title and is the reason why I fucking hate most Dynasty Warriors games that came after. <laughs> and that is Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3. Oh, I yeah. spent a stupid amount of fucking hours in this game in like late middle school, early high school. Um, I just, I remember playing the first one in like early middle school and like not really getting into it. Uh, mostly because I was a child and didn't really understand games like that very, all that very well. Then I got into high school. Um, I, obviously, I watched Gundam all growing up, so I synced into it very fucking quickly uh, around the time the third game came around. And I just, every fuck I'm pretty sure this game is the reason why I failed junior year. Because I would come home and this is all I gave a fuck about doing. Or, no, probably sophomore year. That's probably a better one. Um... There was so much fucking content, so many characters that, like, I didn't really have, like, I I didn't know where to go at that point to, like, watch some of the anime that I might have wanted to watch, uh, so I kind of just relied on whatever came on TV. Um, and because of Gundam, of uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3, I was introduced to other Gundam series that I had never really heard of before, and then I was able to kind of search those up and kind of dive into them, so it, it, it exposed me to more of the Gundam universe than what I knew was there. And it is such a good fucking game. It is such a good basis for all Dynasty Warriors titles, which they all are pretty much the fucking same. Yeah, they really fucking are. Like, they, they add in mechanics occasionally. Occasionally. Uh, but they're, they're, they're very much, like, just the same game over and over again. Yeah. And fucking, dude, those Gundam games rule. Like They're so good. All three of them. They were done so well. It sucks that they're not backwards compatible on fucking anything. Yeah. Yeah, that is unfortunate, but... Yeah, it is what it is. They're expensive now to get a hold of, too. Oh, really? Not, like, crazy expensive, but they're in, like, the $50 range, and that's kind of expensive for a 360 yeah. title. Yeah, agreed. agreed. That's a little more than you probably want to spend on a 360 game. You, you fucking not lying. Uh, cool. All right. Um, I guess that means that it's back to me, right? Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Dylan, uh, this one's going to shock you. Or actually, I think I think this one may have already shocked you. Um, my number eight pick is Forza Horizon 3. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I did love three, but I fucking adore four. See, I did not like four almost at all. Like yeah. I liked, I, I liked the season changing. I thought that that yeah. was like a cool mechanic, but I absolutely hated the setting of of having it in England. I don't know what it was. I just was three not location based. Or was it its own thing? 
Um, or, or did it have a country that it was in? Yeah, it was in Australia. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, which uh, to this day is still my favorite setting. Um, I liked Colorado, and I, I really loved... Like, the the game that got me like really amped about the Horizon series was 2. I put I an absurd it. amount of time in Forza Horizon 2. Like, an absurd amount of time. Um... You know, that said, I put even more time into, like, fucking Forza Horizon 3. I really, really fucking loved 3. Everything from, again, its setting, which is, like, damn near perfect. It's just, there's so much variety there. Like, there's the sort of, like, mountainous area stuff. Then there is the, um, there's the, obviously, like, the ocean and stuff like that. They even have, like, some kind of, like, almost, like, jungly stuff. Uh, I felt like the cities in this game were better than the cities in all the other games. Like, the only one who kind of comes close uh, in terms of, like, the, I, I guess, like, the city design aspect would be uh, 5. Like, I love the way that the cities are laid out in 5. Um, but, yeah, I for me, it hit everything that it needed to hit. It wasn't the one that introduced seasons, so it is a knock against that. I love the seasonal stuff. Um, But I remember running the gauntlet race in that, and it takes you around the entire map of Australia. And when I was was playing that, or, or racing that race, I was like, holy shit. Not only is this, like, amazing, but also, like... Boy, the, the way that this world is laid out and the way that, like, all of this stuff fits together is just perfect. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm, I was a, I was a real big fan and, uh, I, I love that game. So, I have, like, this recurring itch once a month to just play through all the Horizon games. Yeah. I kind of need that therapy. I wanted to go back to four because, like I said, I don't know. I really love the England setting and that soundtrack, dude. Chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. That soundtrack is <sighs> fucking great. Fucking Forza anything has great soundtracks, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, you're 100% not wrong. What is this, eight? So yep. my number eight, I did not anticipate this. Um, I have to thank Mr. Justin Ruiz because he told me to play a game this year called The Swapper, and I did so. This is one of the most challenging games I have ever played in my life. It is one of the most frustrating games that I have ever played in my life, but it is done so incredibly well that I fell in love with it, and it's a game that I know I could go back and I could revisit. At its core, it's this puzzle platformer that is uh, punishing, to say the least. It is the Dark Souls of puzzle platformers. There's no way that I could consider it anything less. Um, And I've never played a game, and Justin's words will forever ring in my head, because I remember reading it in chat one day, and then everything just kind of clicked. Death is a mechanic, and he's not wrong like in order to progress throughout most of that game your job is to in some way shape or form kill yourself 
but is it killing yourself because your body is currently on another part of the level, right? Like you, you're this character that can project themselves into another place and then swap their soul from one body to the other, essentially. Um, hmm. And then, but the thing is, though, is once you swap from one body to the other and you essentially sentence the other you to death, which you just died. It's a game that raises a lot of questions, and I will tell you that at the very end of the game, it puts you in a situation where I've never felt like any other game has ever done that to me. I will not spoil this for anyone. It was a moment where I was like, son of a bitch, and then you can make your choice, and the choice that I made left me with a harrowing feeling because what came next I knew what came next but it was it was very hard to make that choice so it, it's a game that took me to new levels of frustration but frustration out of like damn I really have to think about this like it was some of the hardest puzzles I've done in a game and um it had that Dark Souls feeling of rewarding nature once you finally figured it out and man I'm very happy that I got to experience it this year. And it didn't make the top 10, for, uh, but even Kentucky Route Zero that he um, encouraged me to play was something that was outside of my norm, and I'm so grateful for it because they're two games that will stay with me forever. Hell yeah. That sounds really fucking cool. It is. It's a good game. Word. I Number eight. Um... My number eight pick was Mega Man Zero Three. Uh, Mega Man Zero Three was the first. I think it was the first Mega Man Zero I played, and it was kind of the first, um, uh, like two D side scrolling Mega Man. Um, at that point, I had I only knew what Mega Man was because of the Battle Network titles, and I just when I, I think I was probably in fourth or fifth grade. When I played it for the first time, I just happened to walk into a GameStop with my uh, brother, and I saw Mega Man Zero Three sitting in the case, and I was like, I know what Mega Man is, but I don't know what that is, uh, and I expected it to be kind of similar, and holy fucking shit, it was not. <laughs> not only was it a completely different genre, but Jesus Christ, this game was fucking hard. Um, I had, I literally had this Game Boy cartridge for years before I ever actually finished it, and I, th like, it was so... I, I always kept going back to it, and I was never I was never quite able to get it because um, it was so difficult compared to some of the other games I had played at the time. And then I got to replay it as an adult, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't that bad. It's not anywhere near as hard as I thought it was as a child." Um, but it's a super fun game. It's still I think after playing all four in the uh, uh, Zero Legacy Collection that we got in like twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one. Um, it still holds up as my favorite Mega Man Zero game, and it, it's so good. Hell yeah. Dude, Have either of you guys ever played Mega Man Zero? I've played the first one, um, and the first you were right. brutal. Fucking game is goddamn hard as shit. The first one sucks because when you fucking upgrade yourself, all of the enemies get the same upgrades that you added to yourself. Or not the enemies, the final, the bosses of each stage. Oh. Shit. <laughs> you think I you're doing something that. good, but you're God. not. Holy shit, dude. Those games are brutal. Yeah, they are. They fucking are. <clears throat> cool. 
All right, well, um, uh, I guess that means it's back to me. Mm -hmm. All right, my number seven pick is... This one was was kind of hard, given games that I've played recently um, and kind of have fresher in, in my memory. Uh, but my number seven pick is Silent Hill 2. Ooh. Did that ooh. fall? I did. To be fair, to be fair, I did say that it was kind of like not a um, like ranked list last mm. time. But, that is true. That is true. But... Uh, technically, yes, it, it did fall. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was number five uh, on my last list. Um, so, which means that Oracle of Ages and Seasons actually fell even sharper because I'm pretty sure it was number three. Yeah, I think so. So, um, all right, yeah. I, again, Silent Hill Two. I fucking love this game. It's a great fucking game. Um, it is. I, I think easily one of the best games ever fucking made. Um, the only games that I have thought about recently that would usurp it in terms of like horror games for me are these Resident Evil remakes um, and uh, the two newest entries in the mainline games, um, which are you know Resident Evil Seven and Resident Evil Village uh, or Resident Evil Eight Village, whatever. Um, but Silent Hill Two remains at the top. Uh, and it's because it has one of the most deep and dark and affecting stories that I've ever played, just period. Um, there are an absurd amount of interpretations for this game, um, and they all sound right. <laughs> like, they all are, are you know really nice and intellectual like exercises that people have like thrown out there and that even like is tied into the game design it's not even just the story like tied into like framing animations and or, or animation frames and, and stuff like that like the game is just fucking wonderful uh it is it's so so well done um yeah, I don't know. Silent Hill 2. It fucking rules. Um, I really hope that the next generation of Silent Hill games is as good as this. Uh, I am not excited at all for the Bloober Team remake. Um, oh, come on. I'm going to play it. I know I'm going to play it. <laughs> but just... I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not excited. excited about it. Yeah. But yeah, number seven, Silent Hill 2. Damn. Um... So number seven for me is, it's not really a cop-out, but it's a game that when I was sitting down to write this list, there's a ton of games that I'm going to, there's a ton of games that should be in my top ten, but they're not. Um, because it's hard to put a numerical value on some of these. As, mm -hmm. Outside of like the top one and two, it really is hard. Because, shit, give me another week, Destiny 2 could be number one as well. <laughs> um... But number seven is actually Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, this is a game that I spent more time on in my childhood than I think any other game outside of maybe Pokemon. Um, 
and then carrying on into my adult life, I still try to make time for Kingdom Hearts 2 once a year if I can. Um, even though I didn't care for 3, and to this day I'm still not able to finish 3 for whatever reason. I just can't Is it because it. it's bad? Probably. Um, <laughs> I, I try to go back and like it, man, but once they took out a core element of like the Final Fantasy characters, that did a, a wave. Like, I didn't. That was my introduction to the Final Fantasy universe, essentially, and I loved a lot of the characters that I met along the way. And then once they took it out, I felt like I was playing Dreamlight Valley essentially like i'm just playing fucking disney sim but um kingdom hearts 2 man had this fantastic story and and to be fair kingdom hearts 2 could have a fantastic story without a lot of the final fantasy characters but it's how the story was presented it's a lot of the worlds that we got to go to and the diversity and the forms that sora could change into um the the back and forth with him and roxas um just everything, man. Like the, what was it? The the giant uh, heartless battle at the end is one of my favorite bits. Like when I first got to do that when I was a kid, I was like, holy shit! Like I, this is, I'm a god. Like I was taking on a thousand heartless, right? Like it was, it was crazy. Um, but I think it just it has such a good story to it, man. Like that's why I think I can go back to it even today and still just thoroughly enjoy my time with it. Um, Kingdom Hearts one I can as well. That one feels a little more dated. Not a little more. That one feels dated. Um, but Kingdom Hearts 2, it just kind of has that middle ground. So um, it's my number seven. And truly, it comes from a time frame thing. Like, it's a game that I can pick up at any point within my year. One game that you're not going to see on this list this time is Skyrim. Um, it's because it's a bad game. <coughs> <laughs> Damn. It's... I don't really know the last the time I played Skyrim, one. and mm. I don't know when the next time will be. Yeah, if I wasn't playing good. Destiny 2 right now, I could pick up Kingdom Hearts tonight and feel right at home playing it. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of always have that urge. Um, so, number seven for me is Kingdom Hearts, just out of sheer adoration for that game. Do you it. think Kingdom Hearts 2 is the best Kingdom Hearts title? Yes. That's I don't think cool. anything comes remotely close to that game. Except for I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know that I'm in the minority, but that's because I haven't played two. Two is ever, so ever. I've never really? played two. Yeah. Wow. But by, by the time that like uh, two came out, because that was at the tail end of the PS2 life cycle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, pretty um, much. By the time that I got around to um, uh, like playing that game, my PS2 had like broken. And so, um, I didn't get to play it or Final Fantasy XII, which were, like, really at the top of my list of, like, things that I wanted to play. And, uh, I just, I never got around to it. I have the entire collection, like, literally every single game, um, on my PS4, and I just, I've never... That's wild, man. You yeah. should play Kingdom Hearts it's, too. I would... I would definitely encourage that as well, but you you have a lot of JRPGs on your plate right now. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I find it interesting that so far in this list, Austin has two games with three in his list. I have two games with two in my list, and Josh has one game with two and one game with three in his list. I don't know. Maybe that's an artistic thing. I don't know. but Probably. 
I just that I about this right. interesting. Josh That's probably the autism for sure. <sighs> I just outed myself. It's okay. Everyone's a little different, you know. Everyone's what are you autistic. Touch? You sure? The touch of the tism. Yep. That's All right. True. Let's uh, not get Please canceled. Move on. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, my number seven is Batman Arkham City. Um, I still to this day think that Batman Arkham City is the greatest superhero game. Um, I understand that Marvel Spider-Man is also really fucking good and is the best Spider-Man game, but something about Arkham City, dude, the dynamic between Batman and Joker and the relationship that's explored between them, especially in the, uh, the DLC that was added, I think it was like Revenge of Harley Quinn or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like exploring the grief that Batman felt after everything, it was it was very very good. It was a very good Batman Joker story, and that's all it really needed to be. Um, it was so good that I I don't I, it's, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm having a brain fucking malfunction right now. Um, but yeah, good game, fantastic. I, I was game. so delayed on that too because. I was with you. I was like listening, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool, Arkham City." And yeah, then you said best superhero, and I'm like, "Okay." But then I was like, five seconds later, I was like, "I was like, oh, but Spider-Man, like in my head." And then you immediately said <laughs> that about Spider-Man. I was like, yeah. I was so delete on that. Spider-Man is also a very fantastic fucking game, but something about Arkham City, dude. Game. No, it's not Arkham okay. City. You're wrong. It goes. Spider-Man it, wouldn't have existed without Ar- if Arkham City didn't do as well as it did. I actually, I I do actually agree with you on that, Austin. I don't think that you're right that it's a better game, but, but. <laughs> is that I sevens mean, all around. Oh, that was lucky number seven. It is basically an Arkham game in the Spider-Man universe. You're you're not wrong. Oh, you know, Just you know, you brought something up about like the the DLC with Harley Quinn and stuff. And listen, I know that Arkham Knight has problems. I know that it is the weakest of the trilogy, but like, bruv, the whole conceit of having Batman basically have PTSD after killing someone is such a smart fucking narrative decision. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so fucking good. I love Arkham Knight. I don't think that it's the best of the trilogy or anything like that. But I absolutely fucking love that game. And yeah, Arkham Knight is—it's a—it was a hard toss-up for me between Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Oh shit, that's that's high praise because I think Arkham Knight is very fucking good. I think the only thing that that game botched was was anything it, it did involving Jason Todd. Hmm. I think okay. everything else about the game is fucking fantastic. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know disagree with you but i i just i i know so many people who would because they think asylum is the best and i'm like yeah mm, uh, arkham knight gets a lot of unnecessary hate for its unnecessary batmobile mechanics that just didn't need to fucking be there yeah they definitely didn't i like the batmobile i'm i know i'm in the minority on that one but i <laughs> i fucking like it the Batmobile was very fun until, like, I, honestly, I don't think I really got tired of the drone battles until probably the last quarter of the game when you have encounters where it's, like, 75-plus of them. Yeah. Then yeah. it starts to be like, okay, this is really breaking me away from the rest of the narrative. But yep. other than yep. that, Arkham Knight is very close. 
the t the tank battles definitely are the weakest part of that game for sure. For sure, they're like the Mary Jane scenes from Spider-Man. Nobody wants to really do them, but they help, kind of. Sort of. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, my number six. We're back to me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is a game that I don't think that you guys ever expected to hit this list. Oh, hold on. Pokemon Crystal. That one I expected. Oh, okay. I, I just didn't expect that you guys would think uh, of any Pokemon making my, my top ten. If you would have put Scarlet and Violet on there, I would have shit my pants. Yeah, I would have been very <laughs> No, I, I, they... Scarlet and Violet were on the short list. I'm not even lying to you. Damn. Yeah. And, and crazy. the reason being is because they did exactly what um, Breath of the Wild did for me in mm -hmm. that they redefined Zelda in a way that I had wanted to see done for so long. Like, okay, hear me out on this. Zelda to me at its core was always a game about exploring mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild was about exploring. Like, just straight up. As in terms of 3D games, Breath of the Wild is easily the fucking best. Like, by a mile. I don't even think it's close. Um, That's a and hard take. I, I know. I know it is. <laughs> uh, but because it's... And the reason it is is because it gets the core ethos of what that original Zelda game was. Mm-hmm. I feel like Scarlet and Violet kind of did that almost the exact same way. Mm -hmm. uh, although the execution wasn't as good. <laughs> no, um, and Pokemon Crystal is like the idealized version of Pokemon in my head. If, if Pokemon Crystal was remade the way that um, Scarlet and Violet are like it, like if it was the open world design type thing, but it was Pokemon Crystal. I think it'd be the best Pokemon game ever. Um, I can get behind that. I I love Crystal. I think Crystal is easily the best. Uh, like I love Gold and Silver. I love Heart Gold and and Soul Silver, but like Crystal defined Pokemon in my mind, and that's mm -hmm. why I can't play. Games like Ruby and Sapphire or uh, Diamond and Pearl uh, or fucking like Black and White or really just any of the titles that aren't like Red, Blue, Gold, Silver and and the, the two newest ones, right? Mm -hmm. I can't play any of those other games because to me, when I think of Pokemon, I think of Pokemon Crystal. I think about the innovations that were made there, like the idea of having the legendaries running around, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and you can see them and you can fucking see them. Right. Um, or the idea of like, uh, the, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the breeding mechanic was brought in gold and silver. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that, like what the fuck dude, you know, I, and I just, I loved, Every second I played with that game, I remember going on like trips and having the the Game Boy Color in the back seat with me with the little plug-in like lamp Light. because they didn't yep. have LEDs. 
mm-hmm. you know, back then, yeah. and fucking playing that shit through the night, and I spent so much fucking time with that game. I, I, I finished the Pokedex twice because I erased my data at one point somehow. I don't know how the fuck I did that, but I completed the Pokedex twice. I beat the Elite Four so many fucking times, dude. Like, <laughs> Pokemon Crystal was like my game. I loved the absolute shit out of that game. And that's, again, part of the reason that I cannot go back to any of the games that came after it. They just feel different. And I know that they, like, built upon what was there, and they did even more interesting stuff than what, like, Gold, Silver, Crystal did. But, like, to me, it was different. And I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, Crystal just stands the test of time for me. I... I I fucking love that game. It is a great game. I think Nintendo's really missing out putting it on the Game Boy Player. <clears throat> are are they going to be putting it on the Game Boy Player? I fucking wish. Oh, god damn, dude. That would be great. It makes I, a lot of sense. They're going to just like... Re- I, I, don't know, I, I don't understand why they haven't already re-released them on the Switch store. I would buy yeah. them. I, I don't even care if they don't put it on the Game Boy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, let me buy it. Yeah, 100%. Throw that bitch on the eShop. Give me a fucking bundle or something. I'll buy the shit out of it. Yep. But no, they're cowards. They said, fuck you. (laughs) They said, hey, we know we just closed down the eShop permanently. And now if you didn't already have them, you're just kind of fucked. But what are we going to do? Not fix it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, All right. Dylan, what's your number six? Number six for me is my number one from last year. Whoa. Oh, from last year. I was like, your number one fucking Stardew Valley? (laughs) No, 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 no. We got uh, number six is Neon White. Um, I spoke about it in depth on the Game of the Year episode. I mean, it's if you haven't heard by now, it's a really great speed-based platformer that you have incredible art style with you know okay characters and story but mostly it was the gameplay mechanics dude and the soundtrack and the level design it is unreal how much fun i had with that and how many times i've bought it since then have it on the switch have it on the pc um dude it's just I don't think I've like Mirror's Edge came close, and I dabbled in um, uh, Ghost Runner, and that was okay. But Neon White just did something incredible, man, with its introduction of card-based gun mechanics and being able to like discard those cards to utilize abilities and stuff like that. Um, just a lot of fun, and I am again. That's actually I I had made plans. I had bought it, but I never got around to playing it. And then Justin, again, this comes back to him, said, you really need to get to it. And when I did, man, I could not put it down for weeks and weeks to come. Like, I just wanted to always see what was next and invest in those storylines. And it was a lot of fun, man. Game of the year. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, Fantastic fucking game. Yep. I've... I really genuinely did not think that I would like it as much as I did. Um, I don't know what it was that, like, I was like, uh, uh, 
but like I'm I'm glad that I played it because super boy good. it was good. Very good. I let me look at my list. Um, number six for me is Mega Man Battle Network Five. The second Mega Man title on your list. It is. It is. Um, I absolutely love the Battle Network games as a kid. I'm playing through all of them again right now, thanks to the Legacy Collection, and it's giving me so much joy and nostalgia. Um, but Battle Network 5, I think, is absolutely the best game in the series. Um, it expanded upon a fantastic base that was already there, and I'll definitely be talking about the series much more on the show as we go over the next couple of weeks. Um, but it also, like, it it gave you an entirely new type of gameplay experience and some of like certain sections of the game almost turn it into more of a tactical RPG. Um, basically the premise of battle network five is the entire net is completely taken over by a, basically like a, like a cyber terrorist organization. Um, the main character Lan is recruited with a bunch of other like top, not uh, top notch net battlers to kind of try to free the net and uh, help everybody. Um, and to do so, you have these new kind of liberation missions where you get to play as every one of these characters that are helping you on this team, um, which I think is the first time in the series that even gave you the ability to play as another character. Um, but you had to kind of strategically take care of this big board, and you had like you only had a certain amount of number of turns, um, it's been a really long time since I've gotten to play five. So my memory on it's kind of fuzzy. I'll be playing it within the next few weeks. Um, and I'm very excited to get to it. I, I remember it being my absolute favorite in the series and I, I replayed it probably thousands of fucking times. Hell yeah, dude. I need to get those games. Um, I really like fucking Mega Man, but I, for whatever reason, just have not been able to uh, get around to those. They're very good. Very yeah, they're very my favorites. Good. Dylan, oh, yeah. when are you going to get around to the Legacy Collection? I can't think of anything other than Destiny right now. I'm not even going to try to give you an answer. <laughs> he said, don't care right now. I'm not even joking. I don't remember the last <laughs> time I was addicted to a game like this. Jesus Christ. It's not good. <laughs> There goes the challenge. <laughs> I mean, it's not all done. wrong. It's not good. Like, I can count Lightfall once I beat it, but it's... <clears throat> Dude, it's so bad. Yesterday, the internet had a service outage in my area, and all day I was just <laughs> looking forward to playing this shit, and Sabrina is like, is the internet back on? Because I just came in the house. Like, I got home from the gym. We were ready to play, and she was like... Ah, she was like, you're not going to like this, but the internet's out. I was like, huh? She's like, internet is out. She was, I was, she was like, what are we going to do? And I sat there and I looked around and I saw my Switch that had Brilliant Diamond ready to go. And I looked at my Xbox, which had Persona ready to go. And I was like, let's just fucking get something to eat. By the time we come back, the internet will be ready and then we can play Destiny. Like, I chose to go out and fucking spend money other than just sitting at home with food and playing another game. I went out just to take my mind off of it so I could just be, not think about playing Destiny. That's too fucking funny, dude. It's Jesus it's Christ. bad, man. I have it bad right now. Well, the good you news wanna, is I'm as long as me and Josh Twitch. keep playing, you're good. That is not true. I think I have to beat 15. No, I'm no. sorry. You both have to beat 20, though. That's. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to matter. Like I'll 
this will eventually drop back from a hyperfixation and go to the point of just a casual like it'll be my dead by daylight essentially mm -hmm. um but it, it'll take a minute man like just right now i'm watching it played on twitch while we do this just so i can try to come up with new strategies and shit <laughs> jesus christ it's so bad Incredible. Uh, well, is it my turn uh no it is no, my back turn. to five okay number five this is another game that's fallen damn yeah top um, five still pretty good though yeah top five still pretty good number five is bioshock infinite hey another hot topic of the past few weeks yeah uh bioshock infinite man uh i don't know what to say i i know uh that they're are problems with this game. Uh, I think that when you start examining it uh, really, really critically, the the you know time manipulation shit just doesn't make any fucking sense uh, and and stuff like that. But you know what? I don't fucking care. I I straight up just I love this game. I just I just straight up like. I fucking loved playing it on the 360. It's one of the the first games I beat where I was like, "Holy shit, this story's incredible!" Uh, like, this is one of the best stories I've ever like played in my life. Um, and the the twist at the end is, uh, I, I I don't know. It, it's truly like a wonderful in my head wonderfully written experience um i haven't played it in a while so i can't speak to how it plays but i remember it playing like exceptionally well like i remember it just being like a really really fucking fun time um it the only reason that it fell i think is just because uh some of these other games have either moved up or they're new um so you know hey Good, good job for making the list again. <laughs> so, um, I was struggling with my number five, but I, 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 it's it be what it be. Um, Spyro two, Ripto's Rage. Holy shit! Uh, first time around, we we had done this. It had been a while since I had dabbled in the um, Spyro games. You know, three years ago, I don't remember the last time. I mean, maybe I had played the the trilogy at some point, but they weren't fresh on my mind. But over the past few years, of course, I've spent tons and tons and tons of time with the game. And I love all three of them. Don't get me wrong. But Whereas I'm trying to blitz through one and three, Spyro two, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to do it fast for other reasons, but when I'm not streaming, that's a game that I can just take my time on and play forever, and never do I not find it beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, it's so good, man, and it's so fun, and the boss fights are incredible. And it's personally now, in recent years, given me one of my most favorite accomplishments that I've ever done. Um, 
I, just, I can't say enough good about the game. It's peak platformer to me. It's my favorite platformer, I think. Like, I, 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 like I love Sly Cooper, and I talk about that a lot. And all the games in recent years that we've talked about or spoken about, but, um, dude, Spyro 2 just hits home on another level. Um, if you've never played the Spyro franchise, don't skip one because what two winds up innovating is night and day over one. And I think that's why I love it so much is it took a game that I already thought was great and it made it better. Um, it's just there we go. fucking fantastic, man. Hell yeah, dude. I, I really fucking dig that game a lot too. Um, I think it's arguably the best Spyro. Um, I haven't played it in fucking years. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's good shit, man. That's a that's a great game. Word. My uh yep. Huh? I was gonna say Austin hit us up, but as soon as I opened my mouth you opened yours, so I just said yep. Oh okay. <laughs> sure. Um <laughs> uh, number five for me is Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Um hey. These games are fucking wonderful. They're the Johto region, which to me is still the best region, uh, just updated. And it's even even for the time period it came out in on the DS, it's still such a pretty game to go back and look at. Um, to it, I, It's hard for me to decide if I think this is the best remake, because I, I, this apparently is a hot take, but I tend to think Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were really well fucking done. According Agreed. to most of the internet, apparently they're not. Fuck um, the internet. Fuck you, I don't care. Yep. But Heart Gold and Soul Silver hold a very special place. Uh, Pokemon Crystal was the second Pokemon game I ever played, and this just felt like that, but just prettier. Hell and yeah. I love it. It's so good. Dude, that's a fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I... I Johto is without a doubt my favorite Pokemon uh, region. Mm -hmm. But it's so good. The I'm lore, everything in Johto is so good. It do be hidden. It do be hidden, as they say in the streets. Is that what they say in the streets? Maybe I don't know. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number four is. And you might find this shocking Elden Ring. Ooh. Find it kind of funny. Find, you find it, it kind of sad. Yeah, of course you do. The times um, in which Elden Ring is dying. It's the best. I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, I mean, you are dying in Elden Ring an awful a lot. A lot. That makes me so happy that a Souls game made your fucking top five. Yeah, dude. I was... Uh, I was torn between um, BB and ER. Yeah, and and Bloodborne. The only reason it didn't make my top ten is because I was like, Elden Ring is here. It it can afford to not make the top ten. That's that's kind of how. But, I but felt. it's it's like one of those things that I was talking about, though, right? It could have fallen in on any part of this list because we just love those games so much. Like it could have taken any one of these numbers, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, um, I fucking love both of those games. Uh, probably an unreasonable amount, but um, Elden Ring was just the one that that did it for me. And uh, it, I mean, I, I think that part of the reason that Elden Ring outweighs uh, Bloodborne, at least just a little bit, is strictly because 
it's the game that got me back to, to go back to Bloodborne and beat it. Like, yep. had I not played Elden Ring, I probably would still be sitting in the in the realm of like, uh, this is too hard, I can't do this type thing. Um, mm-hmm. But Elden Ring was, uh, I don't know, it, it was a game that I never thought I would sink 300 hours into. Um. That's wild. Wait, hang on. Was it 300? Maybe it was only over 100. Maybe I was... I don't know. Fuck. You played a shit ton. I I played it from like February all the way up until probably like August or something like that. And I I for sure 100% made it to at least um, uh, uh, New Game Plus 3. So maybe that's where I'm getting the 3 from. Um, But yeah, I... I love Elden Ring. Um, it is a game that, like, I will probably very likely never go back to and feel the same exact way about, strictly because it was an experience that, like, there, there's nothing like Elden Ring, like, at all. There, there's nothing else like it, in my, in my opinion. Like, even the other Souls games that come kind of close they don't really come close. Like, Bloodborne, I love that game, but it just does not... It doesn't hit the same for me. I, I don't know what it is. Um, there's just something about Elden Ring that, like, is... It, it makes... It's an all-time classic to me. Um, it do be hitting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a great fucking game. Um, I really, really fucking dig it. And... Uh, it it deserves its place on this list. Made it pretty high. I was wondering where I was going to fall. I figured it would be here, but I didn't know what number it was going to hit. Number number four is pretty damn high. Yeah. Um, my number four is a game that I think I wound up playing last year as well. It's Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, Ooh. When I tell you Moon Studios changed my life, I don't care what they release next. I will take off work to play at day one. Um, I really enjoy Metroidvanias, and the first Ori, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest was really great. It showed me this fantastic art style with characters that I wound up truly falling in love with and cared about, and it took me on this journey that it truly inspired hope. Um, and I think that's what this, the f- this first story of Ori is about, is hope. Um, and, you know, f- inevitably finding your loved ones again and stuff like that. It was great. And then the, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp comes out, and I played it on stream last year for the Metroidvania part of my challenge. <coughs> and it's like everything that I loved from the first game was still there, but now I'm seeing these new incredible incredibly crafted environments with one of the most beautiful art styles I've ever seen in a game and some of the most fluid mechanics that I've ever had the pleasure of playing with. Like, I feel like it is probably one of the most responsive games that I've ever touched. It's so good and it it all those are all foundational pieces for what the story is. And I said that I said that the first game truly inspired hope, and I feel like the second game 
the f- the funny part of me wants to say it takes the hope and it just stomps it into the ground, but the the true part of me I don't even know how to describe it. It just it makes you okay with loss. It makes you come to terms with loss. And very few games have ever made me cry. Ori and the Will of the Wisps truly did that. <clears throat> it it hurt, man, but it hurt in the most beautiful, cathartic way possible. It is one of the best stories that I have ever watched unfold. And I could play that game again and again and have the same emotional reaction every single time. It's so good. Tell you, dude. I really love that first game. I need to play the second one. I've never tried either of them. I should. And they're challenging. That's what I like about them. It's Metroidvania, though, so... Yeah, Metroidvania is pretty much synonymous with challenging. Yep. (laughs) Hell yeah. My, uh... My number four pick is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, Holy shit! Wasn't that number one last time? No, it was Oh, okay. Okay. It was it was probably also three or four last time, I think. Um can find out. Everything Josh just said recently about Breath of the Wild is the same way I feel about it. I think it's an incredible game. I think it's absolutely the best 3D Zelda. Um it just gave me a sense of like wonder in a way a game hadn't for a very, very long time. Uh, even after going through the main story, doing all the Divine Beasts and finally beating Ganon, I get the fucking clear screen and it says that I've only discovered 29% of the fucking game. Uh, this this version of Hyrule is just absolutely massive and sprawling with things to do and a hundred different ways to fucking do them. And it's it's an incredible game. To this day, I still have not 100% of that shit. Not even fucking close. Um, but... I just, I, I, God, I can't wait for Tears of the Kingdom. It's going to be so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that game myself. Probably not as much as you, but definitely is, definitely a probably unreasonable amount. This has been three years in the making. Three years of you saying I'm going to pre-order the most expensive copy. And then I did. And then you did. We're here. (laughs) I need you to get this game and play it and then say some other shit that we can hopefully be looking forward to in three years sure yeah we'll see all right just stew on it (laughs) okay (laughs) i'll come up Uh, with something i'm sure top three baby top three here we go let's fucking go damn all right number three on my list is a little game called dead by daylight thank god man i was like there's a part of me that felt like no there was a there was a part of me that doubted you would somehow have it on this list, but then I was like talking to myself and pointing at me saying, You're fucking stupid. It's gonna be on this list. <laughs> then we started going towards top three and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> so wait, not maybe, I'm wrong. May, maybe not. <laughs> maybe he doesn't love it as much as he claims. Right. I'm super glad it's fucking top three though, with how many hours you spend on that game. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. If there is a time that I ever am like Dead by Daylight sucks. It's because I'm mad at it that, <laughs> at, in that one specific point. Uh, I 
absolutely adore this game. It is <laughs> like people are like, oh, I, I play, you know, fucking. You were saying you play Destiny, right? Like you're playing in yeah. an unreasonable amount. An unreasonable amount uh, for me is is Dead by Daylight. I play yep. that game so goddamn much, like, and I have gotten to the point where I'm actually halfway decent at it. I fucking love this game. I love playing it. I love talking about it. I love like discussing lore. I love learning new techniques. I like. I watch videos about this shit, dude. I watch fucking videos about <laughs> Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Damn. Like, I don't I don't know, man. I I love this shit. It is so fucking good, man. I have such a blast playing it. It is easily the game that I've sunk in the most time into. I have over a thousand hours in this game. Um Damn. like it, I, I don't even think it's 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 remotely close. I don't think any other game has touched it. And and I've played like I said earlier, I've played seasons seasons of madden i have played uh you know hundreds of hours in fucking uh probably call of duty like over the years like i've probably sunk at least 100 hours uh into a singular title of call of duty but like none of it has even come remotely close to dead by daylight like i I don't know. Uh, I, I I mean, I talk about it enough. I love the game. Uh, it's fucking wonderful. Hell starting yeah, to scare me how much I'm sounding like you with Destiny. <laughs> 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 We're going to see where this stands at the end of the year. Um, number three for me is Dark Souls 3. It took me playing Elden Ring to understand that my love for souls wasn't necessarily attached to the franchise but attached to the game that i truly did fall in love with i i i don't want to misrepresent myself over these past few weeks and months i do not hate elden ring i thoroughly yes, you enjoyed do. my I've time heard with you. it i've heard what you've said about it you hate it <laughs> dylan's computing I'm not computing. I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm trying to stay strong. <laughs> this is where that video would really come in handy right now because you should have seen my fucking face. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't. Even though it might sound like I do, it's just that I played so much so fast. I got burned out, and there was a lot of games popping off at the time. Um. It's a game that I'll obviously go back to at some point. It's just not going to be anytime soon. And the same thing kind of happened with Dark Souls 3 initially, but, um, man, I tell you, the more time that I've spent with it over the years, the more, every time I go back, I fall in love with it a little bit more. I think that FromSoft does a great job at crafting these macabre yet beautiful universes. Um, I think they do a great job at forcing you to become better at the game. Like, I know everyone says get good, but that's what you have to do. It's like if you're suffering in a video game, nine times out of ten, you're the problem. And this game takes that fact, shoves it in your face, and says, fix it. And laughs at you. Yeah, essentially. Um, (laughs) But Dark Souls 3, man, from the moment that you start to the moment you finish is just full of this feeling of accomplishment and wonder 
and I love farming enemies for weapon sets. I loved exploring the depths of the swamp. Even though I knew I was going to get murked by a two-story crab, I still wanted to go and do it. Um, the enemies just as unforgiving as they were in Elden Ring. They were that way in Dark Souls 3 as well. Um, there was literal times that my jaw would drop in that game. Like, I think everyone had that first moment where you defeat Karthus in the underground tomb, and then... Uh, was that, was that what his fucking name was? No. Started... Whoever the... I think Karthus is from League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I don't... Wolnir. Wolnir. That's what it is. Karthus is fucking League of Legends. <laughs> Once you defeat Wolnir in the underground tomb, and then you walk out, and you get to see the Boreal Valley for the first time. Every You cannot play that game and not just stop and take a screenshot. It's the most screenshotted location out of... I would be willing to bet most video games. Um, it's wonderful, man. And the game has given me, just like I said with Spyro, how Spyro has allowed me to have this feeling of accomplishment that has is really unparalleled in my life. Dark Souls 3 let me do that, too. Like, I did Soul of Cinder hitless on stream in front of people who no-hit that game. Like, it's... It's really cool what that game unlocked for me in terms of getting to experience a new community. Uh, but overall, it was a great ending to the Three Souls games. Like, if you learn a bit, a bit of the lore, I think soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, and it's just, it's just so good. It's, it's, but again, this could have been Bloodborne. I mean, it's, they're all, not, no, they're not all good. That's a fucking lie. I like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, oh, never mind. I was going to say, wait, which ones are missing? But no, I remember. Yeah, no Dark Souls 1, no Dark Souls 2. I've not played Demon Souls. Fuck Sekiro. I like Bloodborne. I like Dark Souls 3. And I like Elden Ring. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. Hell At yeah. number three, Dark Souls 3. Ooh. My Sick first three. Nasty. I should try the other Souls games. And then I tell myself, no. Yes. No, play I should Bloodborne. That's it. Mm, Don't even. Uh, probably not. Okay. Yeah, you can play Bloodborne, I think. I think you would I think you would actually dig yeah, Bloodborne. Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, I'd give you a fair shot at actually enjoying. The other ones... Oh, actually, new Demon Souls, if you got a PS5. Nope. <laughs> nope. That was the first PS5 game I bought. Oh, and well, now I regret you're it. a veteran. You're a veteran Elden Ringer. Uh, yeah, see, I tried going back to Demon Souls, and within 30 minutes, I was still like, yep, yeah, nah, fuck this. All right. Well, I want try. no part. I'm proud of you. I'll give it another shot next year sometime. No, you won't. You're right. Uh, yeah, my number three is Pokemon Black and White. I still think that the Did while that I uh, no, I think it actually went up. I couldn't find our list from the last time, but that... actually, it might have fallen by one. Yeah, it might have fallen. I swear it was number two. It might have been one. two. Holy shit! Fuck! All right. It definitely no, wasn't I, one. Yeah, because number one, I remember what it is now. Yeah, I don't. So um, this is gonna be a shocker to me. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, definitely because it's not the same anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pokemon Black and White to me are still the best pair of Pokemon games. I think they brought along a much more mature and honestly kind of darker tone of a story uh, that I think the series desperately, desperately, desperately needed at that point in its uh, life cycle. Um, and it's like a soft reboot. Before completing uh, the Elite Four for the first time, you don't have access to any previous Pokemon at all. 
I'm pretty sure this game even like broke records with this with it with the series as a whole, like for being the first game that doesn't include Zubat in every fucking cave. Yeah, Sorry. but it inclu- it included fucking Woobat though. So <laughs> you traded it for Woobat, which yeah, is arguably significantly worse. It, yeah, they in almost every it. way. Um, that's not, no, that's not true. No, 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 I just meant, sorry, I did not, okay, that was okay, not supposed yeah. to be an attack. Mm. I just <laughs> meant it for an attack on Zubat. Um, but, yeah, the story is fucking wonderful with some of the greatest characters that I think the franchise has ever had. Uh, mostly in and gets us, uh, being incredible fucking villains. It is a, a, a very wonderful, wonderful game. And it's peak Pokemon. Pokemon just got worse from here. While I disagree with the ranking of where it should fall, I totally will give it its credit and say it has the most badass scene out of any Pokemon game that has ever been released mm-hmm. when all of the gym leaders come to fight side by side with you. Oh, it's so incredible, dude. That is it's the so best good. scene. And then they did that Pokemon Generations web series of where it yep. animates that scene. Incredible. Yep. So good. All right, Josh. All right. Top two, baby. Number two. Both of these games appeared on my list the last time. They have only changed rankings. That's... uh, Well, actually, one has not. One has not. Um, My number two game is Final Fantasy VIII. Um, Where was this before? This was at number four. So it went up. Mm-hmm. And has it gone up because of your uh, researching? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would, I would say so. Um, yeah, I am not going to claim by any stretch of the imagination that this is the best Final Fantasy. Um, I think, from game design perspectives, if I'm trying to be objective and shit like that, I think that Final Fantasy's like seven, um, six, undoubtedly uh, nine. Uh, like there, there are games that are better than it. Um, but whenever I play this game, I am just, I'm just immediately transported back to what it felt like playing this game as a kid and having my my little like fucking stupid ass brain blown away by just how fucking incredible like the visuals were and how incredible the story was and how you could easily if you wanted to break the game's difficulty um there are just so many aspects of this game that i absolutely adore and Whenever I think about Final Fantasy, normally, uh, I mean, occasionally this isn't the case, but normally the game that immediately comes to mind is Final Fantasy VIII. Like, I, it's just, it's the one that's always there. It's always in my head. And I love, I love everything about the story, uh, even its fucking stupid weirdness at the end when it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Um... I love what it's saying thematically and it, that shit resonates with me more than it did as a teenager. Like the, like the stuff with 
not knowing your place in the world and kind of like having been abandoned by people and finding people that are willing to stick by you and to willing to love you for who you are. That stuff just speaks to me so much. Um, spoke to me then spoke, speaks to me even more now. Cause, uh, you know, I'm 34. Yeah, I'm 34. Um, and I am relationship wise. I have found like my family and, I have found the people who care about me kind of like unconditionally and um, knowing that that was a thing when I, or, or knowing that that was a thing that could happen when I didn't feel like it could happen was really inspirational. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love Final Fantasy VIII. I, I think that it's fucking incredible. Um, I know that it has its flaws. I fucking know it, but I'll be damned if I give a fuck about those flaws. Um, game just means a lot to me. I, I really fucking love it. So, hell yeah! I'll finish it one day. Yeah, I was sitting here like, I remember starting it earlier this year, I think, and then everything else happened. Literally every other game. <clears throat> But listening to that, I was like, God damn it, now I want to go play that shit. And it's on my Switch. I have it at easy access. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man. Number two for me. Austin's already talked about it, and Josh kind of talked about it. It's Pokemon Heart Gold. Damn. Soul Silver. It's, it, I think it's the same as last time, man. I can't take this game down a peg. And I want it to be known that Crystal could go here, too because I love the games equally. Um, I played Blue as a kid, but I fell in love with Crystal when I played that. I didn't have Gold or Silver at the time. Like, I had to wait a bit. Then I finally got Crystal, and it's like, that's the game that made me a fan of Pokemon. I have logged in more hours on Crystal than I care to admit, and then I have it on the 3DS still, so I frequent it on there. Um, but Heart Gold. What Josh said that Crystal did for the Pokemon franchise, I feel like Heart Gold did that as well to the point where it's still the it's still the game that everyone compares other games and remakes to. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave us the best Pokemon mechanic that's ever been released. I mean, I know Pokemon Yellow let Pikachu follow you, but Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver let any Pokemon follow you. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave you a new connection with your Pokemon that we had never had before. And I feel like in order for us to run, we had to walk. And that was the first step at walking because once that happened, the next thing to inevitably come out in further Pokemon games were Pokemon and me where you could sit there and pet them and, you know, stuff like that. Even though we never got the mechanic of walking with your Pokemon for a long time, it still gave us other ways to interact with Pokemon. And I think... Heart Gold gave us this core mechanic that people, to this day, if it's not in a Pokemon game, they're going to be upset. Oh, you yeah. will, it will be known about. Um, <laughs> but it also brought new life to Crystal, to me, because 
the towns and the routes and the locations that you visit are very much still the same but now they're in 3d and the trees are swaying and the water looks beautiful and there's just life to it and you know like josh is right you could see these legendary pokemon running around <clears throat> in crystal but now you can see the pokemon like you can tell that's suicune that's entei that's raikou like they're incredible, dude. And getting to revisit some of these locations like Ecruteak City and see the architecture now in full vibrant life is so wonderful. And getting to revisit the monstrosity that's Goldenrod City, you know, and just pour, pour myself into the, this game that I loved as a kid. But now it's like heart gold is how I remember Crystal looking in my head like Crystal was full of color and full of life to me. But then I play Heart Gold, and it's like, it's like I never left. And it has my favorite starters out of any generation outside of Rowlet. Like, Chikorita and Cyndaquil and Totodile are the fucking best, dude. I love all three of them. Um, Celebi is my favorite legendary Pokemon by a mile, also introduced there. I think that Silver is one of the best, if not the best, um, uh, rival that you can have. I think his story of being Giovanni's son is so underrated and underappreciated. And it shows you so much about him and his growth throughout the story. It is unmatched. And it's such a wonderful game, dude. It, it, I don't know if I will ever, unfortunately, I don't know if I will ever have a Pokemon game that beats this one. Um, but that's okay. Because I can still go back and I can still play Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And it's like I said, it's a home that I feel like I just kind of opened the door and I'm back again. Yeah. It's, God. Now I want to replay it and I have no ability to do so. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck. Thanks, Microsoft. That's okay. Emulate it. Well, I was on my Xbox before Microsoft decided, no, can't do that anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't do that anymore? Not on the not on retail mode, no. They released an update a few weeks ago blocking retail mode for do that. For you do, do it, have for PC. That's that. true. I do, so I can just do it here. Um, what was that number two for us? Yep. Yes, sir. <sighs> my number two used to be my number one, and that was Fallout New Vegas. Oh shit! Oh whoa! Yeah, it got knocked down by one. Uh, uh, can't wait for you guys to hear the first. <laughs> no, I'm actually um, concerned now. If so, you say it's Elden Ring, I will drive to your house and smack you. There's no, no fucking it would way. Never be. Okay. It could never be. <laughs> <could> never be. <laughs> I do love Elden Ring, but no, not even top ten. Um, oh shit! But. Uh, I'm not, I don't love Fallout New Vegas for its gameplay or its story, which I do think are great and some of the best that Fallout has to offer. Um, I am just trauma bonded to Fallout New Vegas. Uh, the first time I ever played it was quite literally the worst time of my life. And it was one of the very few things I had to keep me grounded and help me not feel so fucking miserable all the time. And that's it. I don't have anything else to say about it. <laughs> that's just it. 
I mean, I've talked about Fallout New Vegas uh, plenty of times, especially in the early couple of episodes, but it's yeah. a fantastic game. I go back and replay it at least once a year, even if I don't play it all the way through to completion. I still start it and get somewhere. But yeah, it's man. a trauma bond. Trauma bond. Cool. Hell yeah. Number one. Number one. You guys already know what it is for me. Metal Gear Solid. Um, I've talked That's about crazy. it. Yeah. You think so? It's just crazy that... To me, it's a game that you have definitely spoken about, but we speak about so many others much more often, especially Final Fantasy VIII or even Dead by Daylight, man. Like, you speak about these so often that to the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, he actually really likes Metal Gear Solid too. So the fact that it's your number one is like, shit. It beat out some solid contenders that you have a true emotional connection to. Yeah. Uh, I, to, to be honest with you, I, I can't even, like, I, I do such a poor job of verbalizing what it even means to me. Like, when I talk about it, I'm, I'm sure, I am 100% sure that it sounds like I'm not as passionate about it as I am, like, Final Fantasy VIII or... Even fucking Elden Ring on this, you know? Um, like, but I I don't think that I would, I really don't think that I would like, like, I don't know, 70% of the games that I like without Metal Gear Solid. Like, it is that foundational to me. Like, it is one of those games that I truly and utterly believe that, like, Without it, my gaming tastes would be... Uh, they would be a thousand percent different. Like, they would just be completely and utterly different. This game taught me what mature storytelling was. It taught me what... Um, like... How do I want to describe this? Um... It, it taught me about secret in-game mechanics. It taught me about, like... Uh, this is going to sound stupid, but it taught me about breaking the fourth wall, dude. Like, uh, games did that all the time. Like, fucking uh, movies did that all the time before Metal Gear Solid. But, like... I don't know. It's just Metal Gear Solid was the one that, like, was like, hey... You know what? You're playing a video game. And that's crazy to me. Like, that's that's utterly insane to me. That, that That's the one that was like, hey, just so you're aware, there are things that, uh, that you're going to know about, and we know about them too. And it's like, okay, cool. But also, like, wow. Like, you're not supposed to know about this stuff. You are the, th- the thing that you are. Um... I love the little, like, hints in there. Like, uh, I love when it cuts to the sort of, like, CRT thing where it's, like, um, uh, how, how do I, 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 I don't know how to describe it, but do you guys remember when you would, like, change it to, like, Channel 3 or something like that on yes. old CRTVs? Yeah. yeah. Austin doesn't, but yes. Yeah, so okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... You you did that in Metal Gear Solid during the the Psycho Mantis fight, and like in the upper right hand corner, it says Hideo for like Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Like what the fuck, man? And like my stupid little like 
I, I think I was probably in like sixth or seventh grade when I was playing this. Like my stupid little fucking brain was like, oh, that's cool. I wonder what that means. And <laughs> like knowing it now, it's like, oh, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, or even even again, stupid shit like um, I'm trying to think like the breaking of the uh, of the of the like in-game mechanics where like you can do stuff in that game that will like they're, they're not the same as like doing crazy shit in like Dishonored or Deathloop or like those other immersive sims but like you can do some of the stupidest fucking shit in that game that should not work and it fucking does and I don't know it's just it's one of those games that I am I am always taken with. I'm always just thinking about. It's it's weird, but like I'm always kind of thinking about that game in the back of my mind. Like I know that sounds insane, but it's just that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I I love it probably an unreasonable amount. Uh I I almost assuredly should not uh, enjoy it as much as I do, but I fucking do. It's it's a really fucking wonderful game, and I am so glad that it is in my life. Hell yeah. I should give it a shot. I've never played any of the Metal Gear Solids. They are excellent. At least yeah. in my opinion, they are. Word. Uh, we're here. We are. It's no shocker, guys. It's still Stardew Valley. <laughs> um, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because, like I said, we play a lot of games, but last year I had the opportunity to go back and replay through some of the games that were on my list from the days that we first started recording. Um, you'll notice that um, Skyrim and The Witcher are not on here. Um, the Witcher, I'm kind games. of baffled by, to be honest yeah. with you. I, 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 I really can't emphasize enough <clears throat> how much I feel like there can be three different versions of this list for most of it. Like, The Witcher could still be on here. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Like, I, I really do adore that game and the story. But, and it's made an impact, right? But... Uh, a lot of these games are new and they're fresh and they have most certainly like I would go back and play some of these before I tried to replay The Witcher this year I couldn't I couldn't do I it just, either I did the same yeah. exact thing I couldn't fucking do it and I can't explain that because I'm going to tell you right now it is one of my most favorite games and stories I've ever played but I just can't pick it up but if you were to ask me to sit down and play Ori or Neon White or Kingdom Hearts even I could sit down and I could do it. Um, but the one that, to this day, nothing ever comes close to topping in Stardew Valley. <clears throat> when I first found this game, it was just on a whim. I don't even know how I stumbled across it. I genuinely forget. But it hooked me from that day on. And, of course, I dabbled with it throughout these three years that we've been recording. But last year, when I sat down to do the challenge, I said that I wanted to complete it. And completing it is getting the max rating from Grandpa, essentially, at the beginning of year three. 
So while I have this core concept of I know what I want to do with my farm, and I can challenge myself a little bit with it because you can, you know, create different farm landscapes to uh, build on essentially. So you can make it harder, like on a beach biome or a river biome, stuff like that. So there's ways to challenge myself and to keep it new. But also, I had never played, I think, too much more of the story. Like, I had played Beyond Year 3, but I had never gotten Grandpa's max rating. So, this year, or last year, rather, I tried to innovate it. I tried to challenge myself. And then on top of that, like, I knew that come year three, I needed to have the max rating, which involves you doing tons of uh, relationship um, scenarios. It involves you performing well in the community events sometimes, um, like selling a certain amount of stuff. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. And I wound up doing it, but along the way, I played the game in a different way. Like, I had a good understanding. I played the game like it was my first time playing it. That's how I should say it. No looking up anything. Like, did I know that Abigail loves Amethyst? Yes. But, like, when it comes to Leah, she's uh, a girl that loves to, like, forage, and she's very artsy, and she has a cabin out in the woods. So it's like, I was like, what would she like? And I tried to experiment and give her different things and delve into relationships that I didn't get to before like Shane the alcoholic or Marnie the you know the farmer not farmer but the I mean she's kind of a farmer she takes care of animals down below your house um and just ex explore and get to see all these things I'd never gotten to see and I discovered that there's an island that you can go to now that is so challenging man like the combat in the game can be fun but this was genuinely challenging and could be infuriating and there was a little boy like a wild boy that lives on the island that you got to meet and interact with and i stopped playing right around that point because the challenge was very much still underway and there was other stuff that i had to play but while i've beaten the game i can still go back to that game and continue to play and discover new stuff I can challenge myself to play in different ways. And no matter how many times I invest myself into the valley, I still enjoy opening up those relationships and seeing them through to fruition. I never get tired of it. It never feels like the same thing. It's like that's where I belong. And I could pick it up any day of the week, no matter what mood I'm in, whether I play for one game one end game day or 10 I don't think any game has ever come close to making me feel how I feel with Stardew hell yeah dude <laughs> I haven't spent a whole lot of time with Stardew Valley but I did really love the time that I did spend on it I should pick it up again it's pretty great man like I'm fucking kicking myself because I just talked about it and I'm like, I need to go play that right now, but I have to play Destiny. You don't have to play Destiny. Yes, I do. There Austin, you, know. you don't understand. I have you to. You don't have to. I know. have to. That's your, just your hyper fixation talking. The loot is waiting, but I have to go get it. <sighs> you might be too far gone. 
Look, the battle pass. I'm getting exotic. Oh my god, there's right. a battle pass now. Yeah, yeah. Did you not hear me earlier when I said I'm almost half, like more than halfway through it, close to seventy-five percent done with it? Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't even have to. Well, I think I bought it when I bought the Lightfall DLC, but I'm just. It's. I can't stop playing. I have. I have to play more. I've thought about. You know me. I never call out of work. I thought about calling out of work for this shit. Jesus, <laughs> that's that's when you know it's dangerous. Damn. Because Sabrina and I are, we both have it bad, and we're like, you know. So y'all call out together. We could call out. <laughs> oh, we're both sick. We live in the same house. We have, you know, pneumonia flu or something. We mm-hmm. have COVID three point Yeah, three point Are so sick, and I need to be off for fourteen days. In fact, I think my lungs are giving out right now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'm at. So we're going to redo this in three more years, and we're going to see if Destiny pops up from number 10. What if it takes Jesus over at number Christ. one? What if I this hope is... that Destiny's not still going. What? Why would you say that? <laughs> that might be the worst thing Lord. you have ever said to no, me. No, it's not. Not even That close. really hurt. I don't even know if I want to finish this episode with you right now. <laughs> it's your turn. You'll be okay. It's your turn. You'll be all right. Um, Fix it. No. Fix it. Yeah, so my number one has changed uh, since starting the podcast. And honestly, it's Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think it's... I, I've put way too much time into that game oh, in that the last it. two years. I say that that's not it. To be honest with you, I should have fucking seen this coming when it wasn't really already should've. in your top ten. That's you a really good should've. damn point because I didn't see it coming. <laughs> like, I did not see that shit coming at all, but now that I think about it, like I should have seen this shit coming. That it's is amazing. True. I played awesome Persona 5 twice purple. this year alone. Oh my it's God, only I April, forgot. dog. That game takes like 80 hours to beat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just, everything about it, like I, I was always a big JRPG guy, but then I realized that I'm not because there's this entire sprawling JRPG, JRPG series spanning over 50 plus games that I had never even touched. And thanks to Persona 5, I discovered all of it and it, I have never played a game before that has made me like broken ugly cry as hard as persona 5 royal did um specifically in the very last arc of the game i'm not going to spoil anything because dylan's started playing it this year even though now i don't think he's going to finish it because he's not going to play anything that's not destiny finish it i doubt it we'll see um but it's it, it it touched me in ways that games that a game has never touched me before and it's so good it's so fucking good Hell yeah, dude. Alright, well. Um, that's yeah, that's it. That's our top tens for each of us. Um, I wanted to do... If you guys have uh, have them, I, I wanted to try to take a look at maybe like uh, a couple of um, honorable mentions. Um, things that... Uh, didn't make the list, but definitely could have. I, I mean, I've already talked about a few of them. Like, I talked about Black Ops. Yeah. I've talked about, um, you know, the Resident Evils. I, I actually didn't. 
I don't think that I mentioned uh, the original Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3, both of which I still love. Um, they're hard as fuck to play now because of the tank controls, but, like, goddamn, those games are awesome. Um, but, yeah, so, like, uh, in no particular order, I'll just throw out, like, three or four. Um, Lunar 2 Eternal Blue. Um, that easily could have made my list. I love that fucking game. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Great fucking game. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, the best Grand Theft Auto. Don't at me. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I. It's easily my favorite Fire Emblem. Uh, fucking love that shit. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Um, absolute classic. And uh, I think that's four. So uh, I'll just knock the last one out. Portal 2. Portal 2 is one of the greatest games ever fucking made. I, I fucking love that game. It's so fucking good. Uh, yeah. That's funny. But, I mean, that's that was where my list was going to start was Portal 2. Because, I mean, it's so fucking good. We, That's another game we've spoken about quite a lot in the past few weeks, I feel like. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, yeah, Portal 2. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Borderlands 2 would be another one. Um I do really, really, really enjoy Borderlands 3, but 2 has the best villain. Ooh, I'm not going to say out of all villains, but he's up there. He really drove that story home for me. So Borderlands 2 is high up on the list. Um, <sighs> trying to just think off the top real quick. This is going to sound... No. I don't know, man. I don't know if I have a... Just a third that I could spitball. I didn't bring any like crazy honorable mentions, but um, what I just say, yeah, Portal Two for me, dude. Even Dead by Daylight, you've turned me into a little DVD whore. <laughs> I, mean, I do what I do. <laughs> you do what you do, and you do it well. And I think why one of the reasons why I enjoy it so much is because I have the answer to all of my questions. If you're not playing with me, then I know I can text you, and you got me. Like, I can text you and get a response back quicker than I would dig through Google and find it. Like, I would have exactly what I needed and plus some. <laughs> so, that's also a reason why I fucking love that game so much. Um, Resident Evil 5, for me, is still my favorite Resident Evil. Um, I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people, but I had such a blast with that game, and I love the uh, the co-op mechanic in it. Um, Sheva Alomar, Till til I Die. Till I Die. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, fucking, you know what? We need to talk more about Terraria. That game is so underrated. It hmm. is the Minecraft of 2D environments, and then it just throws in RPG mechanics with crazy, incredible boss fights and an art style that is wonderful. It, 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 we, need, we all need to play Terraria together one day. I'd be down. I, I've played yeah. it before. It's just... I think, uh, I mean, well, here's another one that could have easily made my list. Minecraft. Like, yep. Terraria just, it doesn't do for me what Minecraft does for whatever reason. It's mm. great. It is really fucking good. But, that. like, I love Minecraft, man. I was trying to think if I could throw one last Pokemon. Oh, dude, not even kidding. I know he said it earlier. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl made it really high for me. Yeah. Like, Very those good. games... I don't give a fuck if it doesn't have all the shit that Platinum had in it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew, like, when I knew that it wasn't going to have it when it was coming out, 
I stopped caring. It's like, okay, I'm not going to fucking be mad that they're not putting something in. It's not in there. I don't care. I'm going to take the game for what it's worth. Yeah. That game is really fucking good, dude. And it looks wonderful. And for someone outside of Game Freak doing it, um, and by them, I mean Ilka, they did such an incredible job. The game is so beautiful. And the Grand Underground is one of the best things that I've ever experienced. They truly killed that game, and I love every bit of it. 100%. That's it. I, that's not it. There's a ton of honorable mentions. I just can't think of anymore. Oh, I had... Well, I, I I don't know if you guys did this, but I had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Damn. No, not uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, Jesus. 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. God damn. Yeah, I think I had three or four. I had yeah, a like total of 43 games that Jesus were uh, on my short list for top 10. <laughs> that's a short list? Yeah, that's yeah, my short that's list. <laughs> um, Hi-Fi Rush was on mine as well. Oh, mm, fuck. Really? Yep. That that's Dude, I'm not... I, I know, Austin, that it seems weird, but you need to finish that game. That game is I really fucking won't. good. That game could win Game of the Year this year. It's so fucking good, dude. Okay, I'll give it a shot. But it had a great story, rhythm mechanics that were off the charts, like anyone could pick it up and do it, and the characters were memorable and lovable. Yeah. Loved it. Art was crisp, soundtrack was good. I'm going to shut up. Hell yeah. Your turn. Oh, is it? I don't know. Um, Marvel Spider-Man almost made it on my list. Oh, damn it. It was very, very close. Mm. Um... I think Mega Man Zero One could have very easily replaced Zero Three, and I think Battle Network Six could have, or not Six, uh, Battle Network Three could have very easily replaced Battle Network Five. Um, they were very, especially with Battle Network, they were very, very, very close with each other. Um, what else? There's another big one I wanted to add here. Uh, fuck. I don't know. I can't think of it now off the top of my head. But there were there were a good handful. But Marvel, Spider-Man, and Mega Man Zero One, and Battle Networks uh, Three were the three big ones that I really wish I had more space to put here than what I did. Mm. Cool. All right. Well. Uh, yeah. Well, that was that was fun, and there were some real big surprises. I. I don't know why I did not see Persona 5 Royal. You should have. I know. I didn't even think about it. I really fucking should crazy for that. Do y'all even listen to me? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and get out of here. As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob, Hunting Pixels, and the Culture Bob family of content. Culture Bop is available on Instagram at culture underscore bop and on youtube.com slash C slash culture bop. Um, speaking of which, uh, Dylan mentioned earlier uh, research. Um, I have a video coming up real soon. Um, I just, oh, actually, uh, well, I think we've already talked about it, but um, I was uh, telling Justin earlier today. Or I, I may have actually told you guys too. I'm basically done with the script. I'm just writing up some of my like quick thoughts on a couple of the games, and um, and I have a script that is finished. So um, or more or less finished. So that video will be coming out probably not in May, 
like I had wanted, but uh, probably at the very beginning of June. Um, definitely before Final Fantasy 16. Not. That's going to be the longest video you've ever made. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. The uh, last time that I checked the word count on it, it was at 30,000 words. Um, and that's not even counting the uh, probably another... I'd say probably another 3,000 words that are uh, coming for the games that I'm writing about. So probably about a, I don't know, five to 600 words a piece. So, yep, this is definitely going to be somewhere in the two-hour range. Fun times. I just watched a four-hour Destiny video so I can watch a two-hour Final Fantasy video. Ayo. That's what I like to fucking hear. Um... As for me, you can find me on Twitter at TheBebopMan182, on Instagram at BebopMan182, and on Twitch at the underscore BebopMan. Uh, I haven't streamed in a while, but I will be getting back to it uh, as soon as I am out of Final Fantasy land. Um, Dylan, he's available on Twitter at TV, on Instagram at OMDizzy, on Twitch at OMDizzy, and on YouTube at OMDizzy. You haven't streamed in a while either. Is that because of Destiny? It's it's destiny and i know i could just be streaming it but literally like sabrina and i just hop in a discord call together and we just kind of sit back relax and play destiny and it's been a lot of fun so we're just enjoying some time together but we'll get back to it especially like once i get better geared and can run a lot of the fun stuff that people would actually like to see like i think that'll be a lot of fun but uh right now it's just a lot of repetition for us so not streaming a lot but we're having a great time though hell yeah cool 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 um, all right. Well, Austin, he is available on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, all at Big Papa Plays. Uh, you got any more of those Anna Minutes coming up? Eventually. Cool. Eventually. That's what I like to hear. All is right. Uh, sometimes. It's work. Yeah. Uh, finally, <laughs> if you're looking to support this pod, Kizzle, Sizzle? How do you say Sapizzle that? Sapizzle the Podkizzle. Sapizzle the Podkizzle. Yep. Or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as Culture Bop, then go to patreon.com slash culture bop and consider tossing us a pledge. Uh, we have re- reworked uh, the perks. Um, there's only three tiers now. Uh, but yeah, once we so once we start making uh, things happen over there, um, we'll uh, be able to get even more content out to you guys. So... Uh, want to thank our uh, patrons, you know, who are here and are doing things, and uh, yeah, so that is it. That is the end of our show. So until next time, goodbye.